0: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show we're going through Proverbs chapter 3 verse 28. Let's get it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. So, just for some context, earlier in Proverbs, and by earlier I mean one verse earlier, it says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. And all of this is in the context of like, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth, and by understanding he established the heavens. And then it encourages you to not lose sight of these, to keep sound wisdom and discretion. And it talks about all the benefits of that. Then some commands, such as, don't say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow, I will give it when you have it with you. So if you have something good to give, go ahead and give it they want food, if they want water, if they want shelter, if they want a sense of safety, if they want the clothes off your back, if they want your attention, if they want your time, if they want your energy, if they want a smile, if you have it, give it. And that's kind of the interpretation I got here. And then it goes a little bit further. In the last podcast, I talked about our moral obligation to do good things, to do good deeds when we can. I think similarly, we're called to bear burdens with one another and if you're not Christian then hey this doesn't apply to you but I will say when you bear a burden with somebody that builds the best relationship when you can go through adversity with somebody come out on the other side and still love each other still choose each other that's when relationships and intimacy really start to build in my opinion but um yeah it kind of touches on this moral obligation I feel we all have to do good when we can be good to have so that we can give and that's the second part of the moral obligation so it's like do good when you can if you see somebody hanging on a cliff and they're about to fall and you can help them you should help them now if you see somebody hanging on a cliff and they're about to fall and you can't help them I think you are morally obligated to prepare to help them if you can become that person for example maybe you don't squat enough to pick that person up off the cliff and it's a guarantee that you guys are both gonna fall. Well, as long as they're hanging on that cliff, you should be doing squats in preparation to help them off that cliff. It's weird to say we're morally obligated to do that because we are not responsible for another person's life and maybe they wanna chill on the cliff. Maybe they wanna fall off the cliff. So be it, if that's the case. But if it's not the case, which for a lot of people it's not, you need to be in a position where you can help that person. And so if you can't, you should be prepping to help that person. And that's what this touches on for me. Because if you have to say to your neighbor, go and come again, tomorrow I will give it because you don't have it with you. You should ask yourself the question, could I have had it with me today? And this came into my life and I'll jump back to the entrepreneurial application in a second. This came into my life when I saw homeless people in Charlotte when I was in college and I was starting to learn about business. And I was like, had I started learning about business when I was 14, I'd be in a better position to help them. Had I started acting last week, I would be in a better position to help them. And so because of my irresponsibility, because of my inability to produce, I cannot help that person. I haven't done enough squats to lift that person off the cliff. I need to be squatting, right? And so that's kind of where my passion for entrepreneurship, my passion for business comes from. I've noticed that money can be used as a tool to impact people in a big way. And because I don't have it, I can't impact people. And then the question is, can I get it? And the uncontested answer is yes because i live in america i have this knowledge and it's out there for me to grab so it's my responsibility to go get it so i can have it so i don't have to tell my neighbor go and come again tomorrow i will give it because i don't have it right now but i can have it and then i can obey by giving it like i'm instructed to do right here in verse 28 so that's where it's shown up in my life conviction towards those dreams and goals. The entrepreneurial application here is really go get the bag. Like I just said, is my dreaming goal. I think we're pretty much obligated to put ourselves in a position to be kind. And that means running a profitable business so that we can solve a problem sustainably for a lot of people who have that problem. Put yourself in a position to be kind by getting the bag and then sharing it with others. So where do I want this to show up in my life? I wanna use money as a tool to develop people who will, go do, who will go develop more people. What do I mean by that? My vision is uniting one billion people around the world in a focused, consistent, unified manner towards raising the standard of living across the world to middle-class America. And the only way I'm gonna do that without pulling my hair out is developing people that develop people. Because for one billion people to move in a focused, unified, consistent manner, they need to A, not be worrying about themselves, and B, have great leadership. So I need to develop leaders that are going to develop people, that are going to move them in a direction that we have agreed upon beforehand. And it's very, very imperative that I understand throughout my whole life that the key to everything is people. You see it in social media, all these influencers getting attention, and when they get attention, they can monetize it. It's very similar, except there's something more powerful than attention. You have attention, and then you have people's beliefs, you have their loyalty, you have their just um, there's kind of this just innate human nature. When you can tap into that human nature, you're not just hitting them with dopamine hits all day, like social media does. Like social media controls us just by controlling our dopamine. But when you can tap in to something that's fundamentally human, because A, you've taken them out of survival mode by pouring resources into them. That activates the law of reciprocity. They're going to want to do kind things to you. And when the only ask you have is that they go do kind things to other people, which is one of the most fulfilling things on the planet. It's gonna make your resources well spent and you're going to get their hearts. You're going to get their beliefs. You're going to get their like life energy, basically. And what's really cool about that is it can be used for good or it can be used for bad. You've seen leaders in history use it for bad and I think you've seen leaders in history use it for good. And I really wanna use it for good. And I think it's a cool thing that a lot of people can get behind. But you gotta understand, you gotta put people first over resources. Because here's the thing all the resources in the world mean nothing when you have nobody to share it with. So I would easily drop a million dollars to develop six people that are going to go on to impact a thousand lives, 10,000 lives. Because they've become a person who can use systems creatively and incentivize people properly such that problems can be solved profitably. There we go. So I want to use money as a tool to develop people who will go develop more people. This will also allow me to spend time with my family and my loved ones um, without spending 20 hours a day trying to end poverty because I understand I can't do it alone. Honestly, I'm more of a one-on-one small group guy. And so I'm big on the systems and the processes, but implementing those systems, that's for somebody else who loves to do that type of thing. Now, how can you guys apply this to your life? I'd say get your bag. Now, your bag might not be money. But the question is, how can you maximize your influence so that you have the most to give? Gandhi did not have a ton of money, but he had a ton of influence. And because of that, he impacted people in a really big way. What is your way to maximize your influence so that you put yourself in a position where you can look at your neighbor and say, here you go and come again tomorrow if you want more? There we go that's the question. Thank you guys so much for watching the show today. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.